This is Sheltering in Petaluma, the podcast about how Petalumans are doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Andy Sewell. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Petaluma Arts Center. Be sure to listen to the end of the episode for more information about them and other arts programming they provide. For this episode, the theme is food. Since this project began, food during the pandemic has been a common theme among some of the voice memos Petalumans have been submitting. How and where we get our food has changed drastically in the past several months. And with more and more restaurants shifting from delivery or curbside service to customers dining in, or rather outside, I went back to some of those voice memos. One was from Heather, a single mom of a teenager who sent this in about one month after the shelter in place order took effect. Hey, this is Heather. Uh, I am sheltering in place on the west side of Petaluma with my daughter, Ruby, who's 13, just the two of us and our cat, right as she's entering into the teenage years, I'm actually getting to spend more time with her. And it's been great. We play games together and do crafts together and have had really deep, meaningful conversations. We go on hikes together. I sort of feel like I have my little girl back. So I'm grateful for that part of the outcome of all of this. Outside of that, I'll say that I'm weirdly really bored with cooking. I feel like I am constantly cooking and constantly doing dishes. Yeah, other than that, just sort of hanging in there. Okay, bye. Now, as more and more people are moving around town and dining out, I followed up with Heather to get her thoughts on cooking at home two months after she sent in her voice memo. Cooking and food is how I've often shown love. So I put a lot of love in my food and I like to bake and I love to make soups and I love to make broths and, you know, my old version of homesteading. As we went into shelter in place, I was doing a lot of that prepping. I was breaking, baking bread and making bone broths and making the staples Yeah. And about a month in, yeah, I was so done with that. I was really done with that. I was done with all of the dishes. I was done with making every single solitary thing to eat. I didn't realize how convenient the world is when it comes to food and how much I was taking part in that. I really didn't think I ate out a lot, but I I must have because this was an obscene amount of cooking that I had to do for my daughter and I. Yeah, I got really sick of it. I still am really sick of it. I'm trying to find joy in it again, but it is very hard. I've only eaten out, I mean, if you can call it that, once. Actually, that's not true. I went out a couple of times. And they were nice. It was a little surreal to see people with masks, you know, in doing our back-to-normal activities. So it was still a reminder of, oh, yeah, no, things are still a little off. Um, and probably will be for a while. But it was nice to be out. It was nice to not have to make something. It was nice to not have to do the dishes. It was nice to walk away from a meal satisfied and then being able to move on to the next thing. That was really nice. But I don't see that that's something that we're going to be doing like we used to. So yeah, it puts me in a tough situation because I don't want to eat out as much with my family. But I also am sick of cooking. I feel like I'm going to need to find my love for 
cooking and expressing myself through food. Petaluma is often considered for its restaurants. So food is not something that's scarce around here. It's a part of the culture of Petaluma. And one of the silver linings that I think might come out of this for restaurants, for the 10 years that I've lived here, I've heard of people wanting to bring more outside into their restaurant experience, whether it's turning the restaurants on the river, towards the river, or having some sort of experience other than just being in the small uh, restaurants. So I've experienced going to a restaurant that is on the boulevard that now is taking advantage of the space on Water Street behind them, right on the river. And I'll tell you, it was amazing. It was an entirely different experience than being in the restaurant. And I thought, geez, why have we not been doing this? For right now, I feel like this might be a perfect transition to try and bring people more outside when they're enjoying food in Petaluma. One of those restaurants that is now open for outdoor seating is the Shuckery. It's located in the Hotel Petaluma, and before the shutdown, business was great. The owner, Jasmine, had just hired a new chef and expanded her staff to prepare for growth. When the shelter-in-place order was first issued, she was actually doing something she had never done before. She was enjoying time off for the first time since the restaurant opened several years ago. The vacation ended long before it actually ended because I'm just constantly on the internet trying to figure out what is going on, what are the health orders, what is the new information coming out. And it was on the plane when I read that we were going to have to close the restaurant. And I just cried because I'm so far away from home and I'm not there to talk to my staff and I'm also really scared. What does closing the restaurant mean? I've never even thought about doing that before. I actually came straight to the restaurant. It was actually on a Tuesday when I had gotten back. So we're we're already closed on Tuesdays. It took me about a two-hour conversation with my chef going, you know, people aren't going to want fancy food. People aren't going to want oysters. People aren't going to want lobster. What are we going to do? And he said, well, Jazz, I can make really good fried chicken. We're going to get through this. And I said, you can? We are? And he said, yes. With that, we decided to change our menu. We all decided that we don't know what else to do besides feed people and be here for the community. We did know that food was an essential service. We weren't quite sure how that was going to work with closing the dining room, but we knew that this is what we had to do. Turning the restaurant into a delivery and curbside service at first was very heartbreaking. I had to call all of my staff and furlough them. I didn't need any front of the house employees. Uh, Just my kitchen staff, my manager and I. We moved all of the tables and chairs were just a burden. So we moved them into the basement and it kind of just filled up with to-go boxes and became this cavernous space with a really beautiful bar and some really fun food and hip-hop music playing in the background. So, you know, we tried to make the best of it, and I would say without my staff in the community, my spirits would have been pretty low, but it actually turned into a real pleasure. We wanted to make sure if we were going to do curbside, we were sending people with the same quality of food that they would be getting from the shuckery. That's been the hardest part, is not knowing the long game, not knowing when this is going to end. 
but having to carry the staff and say, yes, this is going to end confidently and we're going to get through this when I really didn't know. You know, actually, Petaluma was sending out some really great emails to business owners. Uh, we do have a great community that did a good job of, of what information was out there, getting it to you small business owners. So when I realized that we were going to be able to open within the next 30 to 40 days, um, that was certainly a light at the end of the tunnel, but I have been searching for ways. I just knew that I wanted to do it right. In fact, we've been about a week or two behind on every milestone because I didn't want that pressure of, you know, they tell you in 24 hours, okay, now you can open tomorrow. Well, had I known this a month ago, I might have planned. But I had staff to retrain. I had new equipment to put in place. We're a casual fine dining establishment. So taking payments at the table wasn't exactly our MO. But I think that that's really important for the safety of my staff, which I take very seriously, and for the safety of my community. I just wasn't willing to rush that, even though I needed the tables, even though I needed the money. Safety first. Right now, we're currently only serving outdoors, a beautiful courtyard, uh, five days a week. That way, all the staff can be fresh and rotated. You order and pay at the same time. That way, it's you know we're limiting the amount of times that we need to come to your table. And at the moment, we're doing all single-use, compostable, plateware and dishware. When we decided to open up our courtyard dining, the chef said, you know what, I think we need to give people something really fun. And I said, okay, that sounds great. And so uh, our chef, Stefan St. Louis, came up with an additional menu, just a really fun welcome back menu that people get excited about. And we're actually going to be closing the restaurant before we reopen for indoor dining. We're going to close for 10 days. I've never closed the restaurant this long before. But we also didn't close the entire SIP period. And I'd like to give my kitchen staff a well-deserved break, uh, deep clean the dining room, you know, figure out if I'm going to space the tables, how many will fit inside, or if I'm going to get dividers and build something. And so I just need a little time to figure that out before I, I welcome people back indoors. What really kept me going during sip being able to serve food to our community is so important and thankfully I have an amazing chef but I am a front of the house girl for me it's seeing people's faces being able to check in with them how are they doing I ran every order out to every customer for 75 days I had the unique opportunity of connecting with everybody from afar from their car window you have every level and every emotion, but being able to connect with people in real time, what they're going through, and go through this tidal wave process with them was really special. I feel like I have a unique connection and bond with my customers now that I, it's gonna serve the both of us for life. Thank you to all the Petalumans who contributed to this episode. 
Sheltering in Petaluma is produced by Audio Ephemera in collaboration with Petaluma Arts Center. Their mission is to build community through art. Visit their website, PetalumaArtsCenter.org, for information on upcoming events and exhibits. Special thanks to Jude Mooney, Jonathan Marlowe, Heather Mackin, Daniel Strobel, Michael Woolsey, and all the Petalumans who have sent in their stories. Music in this episode by Blue Dot Sessions, and our credit music is by Petaluma musician Dave Sampson. And visit shelteringinpetaluma.org. There you can listen to all the episodes and learn more about the project. You can also still submit your story about how life has been for you in the last several months. The podcast may be coming to a close soon, but all the contributed stories will be archived as part of the project. We would love to hear your story. Thanks, Petaluma. Stay safe.